everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you guys are here. Today is Friday, the 8th of March. It's episode number 737. As always, I like to have compelling, interesting, wonderful people on Meet My Friend Friday. And today is no exception. Today for Meet My Friend Friday, I'm going to introduce you to one of my favorite people, in the whole wide world. His name is Spencer, and he is my son who is about to turn 18. And we're going to spend the whole show today talking about homeschooling and especially homeschooling through high school. Stick around. I know you're going to be encouraged. Right, so thanks everybody for coming out to the Heidi St. John Conference last weekend in Lakeland, Florida. We had a fantastic time. And after that, we had the opportunity to drive down to Southern Florida and we decided we could sleep while we were dead. So we took the one day off that we had and we drove from Miami all the way down to the end of the Florida Keys to Key West. And I think we slept for one hour total. But the awesome thing was I was at a fruit stand. I think the fruit stand's called Robert is Here. I was at this fruit stand where they have all kinds of exotic fruit and and you go off your diet just by walking in the place because they serve amazing organic milkshakes. And I met a mom there who was reading Becoming Momstrong. I'm standing there with my, you know, my huge awesome, wonderful milkshake. And this really sweet mama said, are you Heidi St. John? I'm reading Becoming Mom Strong. And I was so encouraged. It encourages me to meet those of you who have been reading the books that I've been writing and God speaking to you about the power of motherhood. So that's kind of my heart today in introducing you to my son Spencer is just to say what we're doing, the behind the scenes things that we're doing and all of the effort that we put into motherhood isn't for nothing. It's because we're watching the Lord do an incredible work through the sacrifice that parents are making to train their children in righteousness and to see what God's going to do with them uh, through the next generation. So I'm thrilled to have Spencer St. John on the show with me today. Spencer is going to turn 18 next week and uh, we're he's been gracious enough to say he would come and talk to me about his experience homeschooling. Spencer, I'm glad you're here. Thanks. Me too. So this is the first time you've ever been on my podcast, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So 737 episodes and this is the first. Mm-hmm. It's taken like this long. That's bad. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I feel like maybe I've been falling asleep on the job. <laughs> maybe just a little. <laughs> trying to keep my prejudice contained. I know. You're gonna have to work you have to work really hard at it for the next 20 minutes. So you you have been you've never been to I regular what if you want to call that regular school, correct? No. No, never been. So you so that means that you so here this is kind of fascinating for me. So Spencer, I told Spencer right before the show, I was like, Spencer, I really just want you to be honest. And what did you say to me? I said, Well, this is the Heidi St. John show. Anything less than honest would be out of character. <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah. Disingenuous even. And you have you've been just, I will say, a delight to homeschool. You've you you have one of the most interesting personalities of all seven of our kids always been really sort of out there with in terms of ideas and what you wanted to try. When did you decide that you were interested in drumming? Um, you know, I had been told uh, for like I don't know, my my entire my entire growing up, which is still in progress, that I had a natural <laughs> sense for rhythm, and um, I had never like uh, I'd always been kind of lukewarm to the idea of of playing drums and I remember when you said hey you know I found a drum teacher in in battleground like just a little just a ways away I was like oh, okay you know that sounds that sounds cool wasn't wasn't like super excited you know 
And I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. And then it ended up being something that I just really loved. And so uh, that happened uh, in the fall of 20, 2015. So you were like 14 when you started drumming. Mm-hmm. And you are really good at it. And one of the things that your dad and I have always believed in when it comes to educating kids is to kind of look to see where a child's natural bent is. You know, what is it that you would just do naturally? And even before you took drumming lessons, we'd be sitting there watching a movie. Do you remember what you'd be doing? Hmm. Nope. Tapping rhythm on your on your legs or on the coffee table. Or you were always kind of, you had sort of rhythm going in your head mm-hmm. all the time. And now you're just, you're drumming like a, like a drumming superstar. You're just awesome. It's fun to watch you and it's fun to watch you using that gift for the Lord. And mm-hmm. I think now, and you're getting ready to graduate right mm-hmm. here in, a, yeah. in just a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And what is, where do you want to go now? Um, I'm trying to go to YWAM in Australia uh, next year You should year do your Australian July. accent just for fun. <laughs> oh, Spencer's boy. like, you're going to make me do that on the show. Uh, well, if it comes to you, you should do it because I think it's really funny. All right. How long? <laughs> How long do you want me to do it for? The whole time. That way, we all can... right, I can do it the whole time. <laughs> we'll be. I'll be feeling like I've got Steve Irwin on the show too. Yeah, what did right? I say about uh, being disingenuous? <laughs> I don't know that uh, this is fun, but I don't know that it's the real me. <laughs> okay, I won't make you do it. But really, that was fun. I love. It when oh yeah. Talk. So why do you want to go to Australia? Why do you want to do YWAM? Well, um, I have a couple reasons. So this particular YWAM, it's one of the larger ones uh, that exist, and um, they have a, a music DTS there, and I will use that for ministry purposes. Another big reason is it's Australia, and I think it'd be really awesome to have like a pre-adulthood adventure. So my my thinking was, you know, when I am an adult and I get established doing whatever I end up doing after I graduate, it's going to be difficult to get out to the world and do something you know, really amazing. And YWAM is an, is an awesome opportunity to go on a fun adventure and um, make it, you know, uh, make it useful, I guess. Right. You know, so make... for those of you people who don't know, YWAM is Youth with a Mission. And what does DTS stand for? Discipleship Training School. So they train you in the Word of God. They train you in how to study and apply and use God's Word in your life and then possibly train you for missions or for ministry or whatever it is where the next step is. And so you spend a couple months on campus uh, and then a a couple months on missions, and they don't tell you where your mission will be until you've been there for a while. Um, And uh, so it's, it's, you know, kind of like a – it's – it's kind of a surprise when you get there. I just think that's really cool. That is cool. So. Well, and you that, that fits your personality too, just the adventure, right? Mm-hmm. The adventure of it. So you've been homeschooled from the time you were little mm-hmm. all the way to now. Yep. And when you look back on your homeschooling, when people say, what was it like to be homeschooled? Because I know people ask you this all the time. We're out on the road oh, and people, sure. yeah, they always want to know what was it like. So let's say I'm your average, let's say I'm not your mom for a second. Okay. <laughs> See if we can do that. Try my hardest. <laughs> Um, when someone comes up to you and says, you know, how, how was it being homeschooled? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? It was really whatever we thought was best at the time. So if you're, you know, one of those people who is kind of frustrated with a cookie cutter mentality, you know, everybody does the same thing and that's the key to success. Um, I, that's not something that I believe in. And I, you know, I totally recall you realizing certain things about me and going, gee, you know, we need to, we need to make a change here. You know, Spencer needs to work more on this and this would be good for Spencer. And just, you know, because it was all within our home, it was just. It's really individualized. Oh, totally, totally. And I think um, homeschooling in its nature, is just really good for the individual. 
And I think that's really how people grow. You know, people um, in, in the school system, they're really just it's it's really just a, a system of getting information into your head. But I think education is more than that. Um, I think education is some as growing up anyway, is um, it's really just a lot of learning by living. And a lot of that for sure is academic. And that's totally important. You know, that's that's in, that's integral. And um, I think in my experience, homeschooling, it has been a perfect balance between um, you know, academics and just living. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I've really appreciated and something that I'm I'm really glad that that I had. Has it made you feel like do you ever feel like you're not prepared for the real world? So this is the next question. People say, well, how are you going to act when you get out into the real world as if the real world isn't as if you don't live in the real world? Right. Like I said, you know, with homeschooling, you learn by living. And if and to say someone is unprepared for the real world, whether that's true or not, is almost irrelevant when you think of how they were raised. They were raised to learn to just tackle things on um, on their own, you know, learn by living. And if if they've been raised that way, you know, going out into the real world, being independent, living on their own, paying their own bills, getting their own car, finding their own job, that would be no problem. Right. And really, we've seen kids come out of every educational system, whether it's public school or private school or homeschooling, and not be ready for the, quote, real world. So really, I think what you're saying is, at least this is what I'm hearing you, is just it really depends on how you were raised. So whether you're public schooled or whether you went to homeschool, if your parents, if the goal of your parents isn't to shelter you and keep you from ever interacting with other people, then yeah, you're going to have a hard time. Exactly. Yeah. And I I mean, I, I know public school kids because that, that are, um, that they have a lot done for them. They have um, not a whole lot of independence. And I'm not, I, I, I kind of assume that they're maybe a little oblivious to it. Um, their parents kind of do a lot for them. And, you know, coming from a, from a parental perspective, you love your kid and you want to take care of them and you want to do what's best for them. And that's awesome. And I think that's, as a parent, that's a really good attitude to have. Uh, but on on the contrary, you know, these these public school kids are, you know, not not gleaning a whole lot of independence. They're kind of having their hand held. And, you know, eventually that hand's going to let go. And you, everyone has to get used to, you know, being an adult. And for some people that transition is easy, but for people who, who are a little less independent, uh, that can that can be kind of difficult. And that can happen in homeschooling. Oh, right. You can sure. tell you got parents who helicopter parent and they they never let their kid their kid's hand, you know, never let it go. And w- when you think about what's been good for you, what would you say? Like, have, like, I'm interested always, you know, you're you're the fourth of our kids to graduate from high school. Mm-hmm. And when Savannah graduated, I remember thinking, you know, this is our grand experiment, you know, yeah. hope it works out for you. You know, <laughs> I hope that's okay. I don't feel that angst anymore because I know that you're going to do great. I just, mm-hmm. I know that you're going to do great. But when you, when you have a chance to look back over your homeschool experience um, and let's talk about academics for just a minute, because that's a lot of, a lot of people say, well, what if he wants to become a doctor? What if your kid decides, you know, that he needs, you know, uh, four years plus another eight years of internship and and uh, upper level learning to go to, I don't know, medical school or something. Mm-hmm. If you, because you're right now, your dream isn't that. But let's say tomorrow you decided, I changed my mind. I want to go to medical school. What would yeah. you do? Man, if I wanted to go to medical school, that'd be a big decision. But I, I would uh, probably talk to people I know who have um, me a foot in the door in that area. I, and I know a couple of people that do. Would you feel hindered and, though by homeschooling? Uh, Would you no. go shoot? I'm oh, in homeschool dude, no. now. I don't know now. I can't go to medical school. No, no, not at all. I mean, it's you're obviously going to have to get a degree, 
And that is a very much, you know, a what you know type scenario. But getting there, getting there really depends on, especially if it's short, if it's, you know, a, a decision that I've made tomorrow. It's, well, it's totally you, who you know. But would you be afraid to say, you know what, I guess I got to go, I'm going to go to college now. And you'd start doing your homework, right? Because I think that's what we've, what we've trained you to do is to say, whatever your dream is, you figure out the way to get there and then you pursue that dream. Yep. And you people will just kind of naturally do what's important to them. If it's your passion to pursue um, to pursue the the, um, the medicinal industry, you're you're gonna pursue it. If that's your passion and that's what you really want to do, that's what you're gonna do. You know, your people when people have passions, they're gonna fight you know tooth and nail to get it. Yep. Yeah, we're hoping, right? Yeah, we're hoping. So, okay, let's talk for just a minute. You, we've spent a whole lot of time over the years with you guys reading reading to you. So, oh yes. what are some of the things that you remember without me putting anything in your head? Because I'm, I'm sitting here with all these things on the tip of my tongue that I want to say, but I, I don't want to lead the conversation. Uh, what are some things that we've done as a family? Let's talk about just reading for a minute uh, that you remember. Oh, man. Uh, I A lot. Um, I remember Bruchko and Gladys Allward, and I remember... Um, so Bruchko, what's that for oh, people who dude. are listening who've never heard? Okay. Bruchko is a gnarly story. It's, <laughs> that one sticks out in my mind. For those of you, I'll link back to it in the show notes today because everyone's like, how does he spell that? I'll link back to it. So Bruchko, you know, in in short, is about a missionary who wants to go to an indigenous tribe and and minister them, and they're very violent and they come pretty close to killing him, and and eating him. And, and I'm pretty sure they him. were cannibals. Yes, <laughs> and they 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 literally almost ate this man, um, but oh, by God's grace, he survived and became a part of their community and spread the gospel to them. And I and he lived, you know, a very large portion of his life, if not all, of his life just being with these people and just ministering to them. And it was really, really impactful to me to see, you know, this guy basically going through hell, you know, having no no hope of, of rescue and having no other human being around him who wanted him to be alive. And God being with him the entire way through his through his suffering, being there at the brink of death and then bringing him out of it. And then through that, persistence and the guy never once saying okay god i give up through that persistence god blessed it and yeah, he blessed it amazing things he blessed it like crazy man yeah. and he just it was it was it was really amazing and obviously you know it's things that are that are the most wild things stick out in your mind right. the most yeah um, especially when you're like a 12 year old boy and, dude, this, well, and this is what we're doing i think i think you were reading this to savannah and sierra and skylar um and i don't and it, it's it's uh it's a pretty graphic story, and I don't know if I was supposed to be listening, yeah, um, but I was like, <laughs> I was younger than 12, and I just remember being like, whoa, dude, that's, man, this really happened. Well, and we read it again when you were older. I mean, oh, yeah. I think that's part of, when we, if we find a story that you guys like, and then when the kids graduate, we kind of will start over. Mm -hmm. So give me two other titles, because I've got so many questions I'm going to ask you. Give me two two other titles of stories, because we read a lot yeah. when, when you were growing up. Probably the first couple of hours every day, we sat around. Definitely. And we read. Um, I... Um, I remember Red Sails to Capri, which I believe is fiction, right? That's yeah, fiction. that's right. Yeah, yeah um, but Capri is a real island, which we studied. That mm -hmm. was in sunlight when we were doing sunlight. Yep, I remember Red Sails to Capri. Um, I remember writing a review on that. Yeah. And uh, looking back on it now, I I don't think my review was actually that amazing. But <laughs> Well, you were nine, so we'll, we'll forgive you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but was it impactful for you sitting around and reading? Oh, man. Uh, totally, totally. And I, I, I mean, some of my... Even though, you know, at, at certain points I would 
I would feel bored. Those are memories that I actually really do cherish. And that's something that I want to do with my kids in the future is just, is just read to them. And that's, that's important stuff. And it's that, I kind of take it, I kind of took it for granted. Um, just kind of how important and how um, helpful it is to, to a child to just, to just be read to. And especially if it's something that, you know, they, that really catches their attention and they're like, whoa, that's actually like kind of amazing. The The book factor gets taken out of it and it's just a good story. That's right. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden it's not drudgery. It's something that you, you couldn't wait to do. Yeah. We're going to sit down. Yeah. And, and, you know, me, I was, I, um, I wouldn't categorize myself as somebody who would just read a book, uh, but being read to, you know, whether a kid likes it or not, over time, when they find something that they hook onto, they're like, wow, that's actually like, yeah, that's kind of amazing. Well, and I think it's important too for parents to realize, I think, because we read to you guys all the way through high school. We've yeah. been reading forever. We're still doing it. We yeah. still sit down in the morning. We're Right now we're reading through the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, but that time, I think sometimes parents feel like it's wasted. You know, we've got to get right to the math and right to the science. Yeah. And it's not wasted. This is, it's shaping. Uh, it's very, it's foundational mm -hmm. to who we are. Yeah. And, you know, I think for those parents that are, you know, that, you know, like you say, are just getting right to the math, right to the science. Um, I... I've obviously, you know, been your son for kind of a long time. And, <laughs> Ever since you uh, can remember. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and having seen you, you know, you do like experiment with different things as you homeschool. I I remember, you know, a, a phase when you were like right to the math, right to the science. Yeah, I remember and too. I remember, I actually remember you getting pretty frustrated over time. It's, it's kind of taxing, but yeah. um, never in my, um, in my middle school and then maybe early high school, don't tell nobody. <laughs> Uh, had I completely like finished a math book or finished yeah. a science science book, gotten yeah. all the way through it, but yeah. I had I had done a lot of it. Well, and we knew that because I learned with homeschooling your older siblings, and I remember too when I was in high school, nobody ever finishes a math. Yeah, book. nobody does it. And yet we are pushing our kids. And there was a time when I had this, I you know, burn everybody out, so we'll homeschool all the way through July, mm -hmm. take a few weeks off, and start again. Yeah. And everyone was burned out. We never got a break. Yeah, and I I remember that. I remember feeling kind of burned out. And you know, I had I. And even in my standardized test, you know, I always scored pretty well. Yeah. And I just remember, I remember after doing that test a couple of times, you know, over, over a couple of years, just being like, but I didn't finish the the curriculum. I, I thought I was dumb. Like, And it turned out you did great. Yeah. And I, um, that stuff's obviously important. You know, those are, those are life tools, you know, that, and you know, maybe, maybe, you know, Knowing that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell isn't the most important thing you'll know, but um, but you do know it. Yeah, winning. We're over it. here right now, winning. <laughs> I mean, that that may not that may not help you pay your bills, and it may not help you you know get a job, and, well, unless you're going to be a biologist. Well, we're talking but, a lot about when you're studying these things. Part of it is we want to instill in you a sense of wonder of God's mm -hmm. creation. We want you to learn yeah. the art of studying. Like, yeah. how do we study for things? How do we learn things? But we can do it without burning without burning mm -hmm. our kids out. And I think what our, one of my goals for you was to get you out of high school with your love of learning intact. Yes. Do you, would you still say that do you Definitely. love to learn? Still? Definitely. And I, as, as adults, you know, I, in my, um, for my, for my friends that, that are adults that have been, you know, living their, living their lives for a while now are established adults. That, that love of learning shows itself just in, Actually, a lot of times just seeing things on the internet and being like, whoa, that's kind of cool. You just kind of find things that you think are interesting. And that's, you know, the, this this I, this uh, natural learning, I think, yeah. is something that... Yeah, so what's interesting to you to at the time? So, yeah, for example, really. when you're talking about this, I'm thinking 
when we lived in Salmon Creek and we were reading Corey Ten Booms, we were reading The Hiding Place, yeah. reading about her. It's so interesting. And I remember you guys just saying, I can't believe that there could be a, a person like Hitler. And you oh, yeah. were, every one of you kids was so fascinated. Well, I mean, we had little ones too, but every one of you who was learning was so fascinated that there was, that this could have even happened, that the Holocaust could have happened. We pretty much stopped everything else that we were doing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? And we went to the library with our wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wagon. <laughs> the the wagon. wagon. I remember the looks we got with that wagon, man. <laughs> that thing was just full of books. That... That's right. But man, we, well, we, I had books everywhere. We put books. Oh, I mean, dude, books totally. were all over our house, but you guys were interested. And I thought, man, let's strike while the iron's hot. So then we mm-hmm. went ahead and we read the diary of Anne Frank and we started reading stories of people who survived the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And you guys remember that because we took uh, what was an interest, what you were interested in at the time. And because we were homeschooling, had the freedom to do it. We stopped the other things and we, we just, and we took advantage of YouTube also. We would sit, I mean, parents, I think it's really important if your kids are going to be searching, obviously Spencer's 18, so I'm not monitoring his YouTube now because I trust him. But when they were little, uh, our kids, just oh, yeah. they don't just get onto YouTube and especially not anymore. You can't, you can't yeah. really do that. YouTube is, YouTube is like a blessing and a curse. You yeah. Know, it's, it's a, well, it's it, dangerous now. Yeah, it's just straight up. Dangerous. It's like, it's like fire, you know, fire can heat your home, but it can also burn it down. That's so. exactly right. That's exactly right. So we would take inter- things that you guys were interested in and I would search for YouTube videos and then we would cast those videos to the, to the television. And yeah. sometimes we'd sit for hours and just watch on a particular subject. Yeah. And it was a different way for you to learn. Same thing with when we were traveling for speaking, you guys have been to almost every battlefield uh, in the United yeah, States. Just, just about. Yeah. And you remember that stuff. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. So if you, when you think of, um, you know, looking back over homeschooling and let's say there's a parent right now and they're trying to decide whether or not they should homeschool their kid through high school. Is their kid going to get out, you know, going to be frustrated and angry? What do you say to that parent who feels insecure or they have a child who's maybe a little child or a sixth grader and they're just looking ahead at -hmm. homeschooling through high school? What would you say to that mom who said, Spencer, I don't know, was it worth it? Should we do it? I think it was totally worth it. And uh, I think, I think you know, a lot of parents don't really want to teach their kids chemistry in high school. Because that's, 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 you know, that, that's tricky stuff. I didn't do um, it. Yeah, you didn't. You I, didn't, know, I, did it, I did it one year when Savannah was, when our oldest said, this is my experimental child. I think it drove you insane. It did, yeah. Thank you, Spencer. Yeah. But there, there, are, <laughs> there are plenty of resources out there that will help your, your kid through, through high school. Yeah. So in other words, you don't have to teach chemistry. Parents, you don't have to teach chemistry. You can have a tutor teach it. You can teach it on the, there's classes on the internet. I think a lot of people get freaked out because they think, oh, I can't homeschool through high school because I don't want to teach algebra two or I don't want to teach chemistry or I don't want to teach English. And I'm always telling parents, like, you don't overthink it. There are lots of ways to skin a cat. If you're really interested in doing something with your child uh, through homeschooling, you're going to be able to find the resources to do. I, two other questions for you um, really quickly. When, when you think of the social aspect of homeschooling? There's two questions, so we'll, we can figure out which one you want to tackle first. Uh, what do you tell parents who are thinking about the social aspect of homeschooling? What are some ways they can encourage their child, things, opportunities that they can give their children, even though they're homeschooling them? Because homeschooling does not mean your child has no socialization opportunities, which that's kind of a myth. And the other question is, people ask me all the time, do you talk to your kids about tough subjects? So in other words, does our family, do we talk about politics? Do we talk about abortion? Do we talk about homosexuality? Things that are happening in the culture. So uh, let's tackle the socialization topic first. So um, I have found that no matter who you are, whether you're pretty extroverted or pretty introverted, um, you really just need people. You know, if you're in your house all the time and your experience, your only social experience is with your family, anybody, I don't care who you are, anybody will get frustrated with that. And do you know anybody who's homeschooled that has done that? 
No, no, no. because and because it's a myth. That, totally. That's why. And people do I it. think you know whether whether you're an really extroverted or really introverted, or you know anywhere in between those two, it's really important that that kids find their people, and they always will. You know, if you're if you're if you leave your house, you know, once a week, which most people. You know, leave which their we house. did the homeschool co-op oh, yeah. for since you were little. Yeah. Most people will leave their house multiple times a week because, mm-hmm. you know, life. If your kid is around other, you know, it's around their peers, they're going to make they're going to make friends. And even if it's just like a small group or a big group, either of those is really healthy and they will do it. You know, they that will happen. So that's why it's important. And we've done this with you guys is mm-hmm. to say bad company. Perhaps good character. There you go. So, so. yeah. And um, a lot of people will also say, uh why are homeschool kids so weird? And I think the answer to that, and I'm quoting you, by the way, is <laughs> your your child will be as weird as you are. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what I said to Glenn Beck when they asked oh, me. Oh, did you? you? Know, yeah, that was really? what I said when I was on his television show. Oh, and he okay. said, you know, are you worried about socialization? You're worried your kids are going to be weird. And I said, Glenn, your kids are going to be as weird as you are. Yeah. So if they're, if your parents are weird and you say, hey, we're never going to go out of our house and we're never going to, you guys aren't going to socialize with anybody. You're going to be kind of like a turtle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Like, so the oh, par- so parents are like that. So really, parents live your life and take your kids with you. Have yeah. them have them do life with you. That's totally. why we chose to drive you guys thirty five thousand miles in a season. Yes, it was the best of times and 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 the worst of and times. The worst of times. <laughs> Certainly, but it was good. But we look back on it now, and that's life. It's yeah. it's a conglomeration of life, right? Mm-hmm. It, we do the good, the bad, and the ugly together. Yeah, and we do we pray a lot. Yeah, and when you do life as you grow up, you will do life, and you will do it with other people. Yeah. You will get socialized. That's, yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. That's, that's how In life fact, goes. I'll tell you, here's another quote, Spencer, that you can start quoting me if you want to. <laughs> I always tell people that uh, socialization, when people say, aren't you worried about socialization? I will say, yes, that's exactly why I took my kids out of public school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that wasn't my idea of socialization. Okay. The last question, hard topics. This is a question mm-hmm. parents ask me all the time. Do you ever talk to your kids about hard subjects? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a I'll just throw it out at you. Yeah, the answer is is yes. And um, I think uh, a reason that this might be a question is because a lot of parents are concerned about what their kids might answer or what their kids might say or what their opinions might be if they bring up uh, um, hard topics. And I think it's super important for development as a person to you know, have to wrestle with these things. Yeah. And I think, you know, I having known about you know, a lot of really hard things that were going on in the world at a young age. You know, it's kind of given me a lot of time to, to um, dwell on it and, and kind of form my own opinions. And so that's something that you and dad have been um, really respectful of is, you know, just our own opinions. And, um, and if we think the, you're wrong, we'll tell you. Oh yeah. If you think, if you think we're wrong, you will totally tell us. And you're not going to make us believe anything, but you will tell us if you think well, we're I think wrong. What you're saying is important because parents sometimes think they can make their kids believe something. Yeah, not and true. You, it's not true. And that child, what we want to do is we want to encourage our children to look at things through the lens of Scripture, to yes. develop a biblical worldview. And sometimes we'll say to them, listen, go do your homework, then come back to us. Yes. And let's talk yes. about this. Tell your child what the Bible says. Yeah. And really, homeschooling lets you do that. Speaking of homeschooling, we have a very special sponsor for the podcast this season. I want to introduce you to my friend, Leslie Nunnery. Hey there, I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I want to invite you to join Heidi and me at a Teach Them Diligently event this spring. Teach Them Diligently conventions are committed to encouraging and equipping you in discipleship and strengthening your family through biblical homeschooling. Heidi will be there along with many other amazing speakers. She's even hosting Mom Strong Evenings for all us moms. 
Plus, you'll have access to countless resources to help you better fulfill God's call on your life. Learn more and find an event near you by visiting HeidiStJohn.com slash events. So we've had all these years with you at home, which hopefully we've spent loving on you and teaching you and correcting you and encouraging you. Lots of correction, yes. Lots of correction. <laughs> and you are you are a delight. One other question, because I know it's going to get asked. People are going to say, have you ever had a bad homeschool day? And the answer obviously is yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> have there ever been times when oh, we were just man. like, forget this? And, and it's always at the end of the school year when I'm, yeah. um, when the sun is out, and yeah, I, when want... the sun is out and I'm not out. Right, and you want to go outside. I, I just, I, I usually at the end of the school year, and this, this, a lot of this happens uh, to my, to, to my own detriment because, you know, say I'm just really behind on school, and you know, I'm, uh, the school year is actually over. My, my friends are out of school. And, yep, and your mom's like, finish up, dude. Oh, man. I, I would get so frustrated. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I think uh, we, I think part of the, one of the awesome things about homeschooling is a mom grows with her children. Yeah. And she's learning. And there have been many times that I've had to go back to you and say, I'm really sorry. Like, I blew that. If a mom comes back to her kids or a dad comes back to their kids and admits that they did something wrong and they blew it, do you think less of them or do you think more of them? I think more. I mean, that, that yeah. I actually I had, power and apology. I have vivid memories of you know, me as a young kid. You know, just that was that really spoke to me. That was powerful stuff. So, yeah, that, apologies actually are kind of amazing at, at a young age. You know, that kind of taught me, dude, I mean, humbling yourself when you and admitting you messed up. That's important. Strengthens the relationship. That's important. man. Yeah, it's good. Spencer, you're a delight. Thank you. I love having you here. We'll have to do it again when you when uh, when you've got a couple of years of out of high school under your belt, and we'll see what the Lord does. It'll be interesting to have you come back on and and see what God's doing in your life. I'm excited to see where He takes you. I'm gonna miss not having you home all the time. I gotta say, it's like here's the thing: most telling parents, you raise these these kids, and you go through all these hard things, and you you go through the kicking, and the screaming, and the um you know the hard things. And then something, there's a transformation that happens and you realize you've become best friends with your kids. And it's really a wonderful thing. And I think homeschooling is a huge part of that. So Spencer, you're amazing. Uh, Everybody, if you want more information about homeschooling through high school, I'm going to link back to all of my favorite books that have been written about homeschooling through high school, uh, blog posts I've written extensively on this. I always tell parents, if you can homeschool your children, do it all the way through high school, you will never be sorry. It'll be the hardest best thing you'll ever do. And I think Spencer, would you agree? Hardest, best thing we've ever done? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hardest, best thing you'll ever do. Pretty hard. Uh, Pretty worth it. Pretty worth it. Don't miss out. And uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this today. And I will link back to the show notes today, as many things as I can that will help you homeschooling through high school. And in the meantime, hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Please leave a review for this over at iTunes. We love to hear from you. If you have a question you'd like to see addressed at Mailbox Monday, shoot us an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. All right, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys at a Teach Them Diligently convention this season. If you want to save $12 off your registration, use the code Heidi and the number 12. That's H-E-I-D-I. One, two. See you there. Have a great weekend, everybody, and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. dot